Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes knows the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Welcome, Ephraimites, and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. And we do have with us today, from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Sister Donna Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity again that all is. So again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Sister Donna Deck. We are going to, to continue on with Rethinking the Resurrection. Rethinking the Resurrection. Well, last week we looked at the four Gospels, and we looked at the different times that Yeshua, after he had risen from the dead, that he appeared to the disciples. And that all happened during this time that we're in right now, during this time of the counting of the Omar. And that is when that happened. And it was very important that they witnessed, that they began to see that Yeshua was alive, not as a spirit, but in bodily form, that he had resurrected from the dead. And he upbraided them for their unbelief of the resurrection. And so we're going to go on with this story or this this sermon. I want you to turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 1. 2 Peter 3 verse 1. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. So Peter's going, I want you guys to remember something. I want to stir up your remembrance. How many of you understand that sometimes we as flesh and blood forget things? You know, and, and, and the older the older I get, the more I, you know, I like walk into the next room and go, why am I in here? You know, but Peter's going, I want to stir up your mind to, rem- to remember something. Verse 2, that you will be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, that would be this time, scoffers, and that word scoffers means mockers, walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Right now, we are living in the time, these last days, when mockers will come, when scoffers will come, and they are walking after their own lust, and they are saying, What is this old-fashioned belief? Where is his coming? What do you mean he rose from the dead and he's alive? 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy, verse 1 and 2. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared 
the hot iron. Prophet used to tell me all the time, we live in dangerous, perilous times. Why? Not because we need gun control. Not because we have a pandemic. No, we live in dangerous, perilous times because during this time there are scoffers, there are mockers, there are seducing spirits, there are doctrines of devils, there is hypocrisy. All of these things are searing, can sear our conscience. And we have to do what? We have to guard our lives. We have to guard our lives. What is it that you believe? Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 6 and read 6 and 7. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ by another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Let's go to verse 8. But though we or an angel for heaven preach any other gospel to you other than which we preached unto you, let him be accursed. What? Let him be accursed. If he preaches something other than Christ crucified and risen from the dead. As we said before, so say now I again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that you have received, let him be accursed. For I do now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be a servant of Christ. Remember when we studied about Saul and he had been told by the prophet what he was to do as king going into war. But he was more concerned about pleasing the people. And God took the kingdom away from him because he was doing what? He wanted to please the people rather than pleasing God. We live in dangerous, perilous times where we can be told it's more important to please others to please men than to please God. Where is God? Where is he? He has, We've been told that he's coming. He hasn't showed up. Where is he at? Scoffers, mockers. You still believe that? Verse 11, but I clarify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me was not after men. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversion in time past in the Jewish religion, how beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Now this is Paul talking here. Remember what he did when he was Saul? Yeah, remember how he had he was he had letters to go and to persecute and put Christians people who believed in Yeshua put them in prison and have them killed? Remember how he, he stood and held the coats as they stoned Stephen? He said, I persecuted the church of God and I wasted it, verse 14, and profited it in the Jewish religion above many my equals of my own nation. See, he was, he 
was making money in the religion by getting this done. Being more exceeding zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Religion is steeped in the tradition of men. But we serve a living God. A God that says what? You will do things with the power. The same power that resurrected Yeshua from the dead. That power, that anointing. And that is what you need to follow, is that anointing, that power of God. Verse 15, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son to me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. He was given on that road on his way to Damascus when that bright light showed he was told that he was going to do something different. And he went forth to do it. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 2. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, that according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope. A lively hope. We serve a religion that is alive. We serve a God that is alive. We have a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You see, we are serving a living God. We are the only religion on earth that has a God that is alive. How do you know he's alive? Because he can live in your heart. He can live in your heart. But we live in times when there is going to be seducing spirits. There's going to be doctrines of devils that are going to try to pull you away. Pull you away from God, from the living God. Verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away. Our God does not fade away. Reserved in heaven for you, who we are kept by the power of God through faith. We have the power of God. I ministered, I don't remember which quarterly, about the light. The light inside of you is not little. The light inside of you is the light of God. It is the anointing of God. It is the power of God. And God's power is the power that arose Christ from the dead, busted open that tomb, and he lives, and he walked on this earth during this time of the counting of Omar. He was he appeared to the disciples. He appeared to others. The the gospel says there was so much that he had done that there wasn't enough books to be written about it. But he still is alive and he's alive. If you have received him as your Lord and Savior, he is alive inside of you. He is alive inside of me. He is alive. And it is his anointing, his anointing that breaks the yoke in our lives and causes us to be overcomers. We are kept 
the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. You are kept through faith in salvation. Don't give up your belief in the living God. Don't be seduced by devils or those who mock. Don't be drugged through that. Don't be drugged away. Let's go on. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold or from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but what were you redeemed by? But by the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you, who by him, also, by him do believe in God, that raised him from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope be in God. Our faith and hope that what? That we will live in him. That he lives in us. That we have that power dwelling in us. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. Peter understood you are going to have to do what? You're going to have to walk in holiness and righteousness. You are going to have to purify your soul. You're going to have to get the sin out. You are going to walk in righteousness, obeying the spirit of truth unto the unfringed love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. You know what that means? You love each other the way they are. You see, most of us love other people for what we can get. But you need to love people just the way they are. In their sinful state. Love them enough that you will share Christ with them. Share that he died, he was crucified, and he was resurrected, and he's alive. And he is the Lamb of God. Verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. You are born again of incorruptible seed for all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass the grass withers the flower therefore fadeth away but the word of the Lord endureth forever say forever God's word endures forever. It's everlasting. It doesn't get old. You see, the, the theologians, they try to say the word of God is getting old. It's, it, it doesn't apply to today. Yes, it does. 
Yes, it does. They like to take the scriptures and turn them and twist them to do what? To make their sin okay. But God's word is truth and it is everlasting. And we have to be pure before him and unrighteous or righteous and holy. And we cannot take our unrighteousness and twist the word to make it okay. But in these last days, in these last days is when that is going to happen. The seducing spirits, the doctrines of devils are where they're going to take and say, hey, it's okay to live in sin because, you know, God understands. Yes, God understands, but God demands righteousness. And he sent his son, and his son died on the cross, and he overcame death and sin. And because he did, you and I can. You see, we like, we like, to, we hear, we like to think, oh, I can't overcome that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because you have the power of God within you. You have his word that is full of his power. And his son is alive. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Let's go on to, to chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 1 through 9. Wherefore, laying aside all malice. Wherefore, laying aside all malice. All guile. All hypocrisy. All envy. All evil speaking. You are going to have to lay it aside. You are going to have to give up that fleshly desire to get even, that fleshly desire to be judgmental, that fleshly desire to spread discord, you are going to have to lay it all aside. As newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. As newborn babies, what do newborns' babies do? They need to eat. They eat every three hours. Mamas of newborn babies, parents of newborn babies don't get much sleep because every three hours that child is wanting to eat. Why? Because that's the way it was. This is saying that we are to be as newborn babies and desiring the milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Three, if be so, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone. Yeshua is a living stone. He's not a dead stone. He's a living stone. He's alive. Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen by God and precious. Ye also are lively stones. You are built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up 
spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Peter is telling them, Yeshua is alive. And because he is alive and because we have him in our hearts, in our spirit, we are lively stones. We are part of that spiritual house. Verse 6. Wherefore also it is contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. You're not going to be confounded. You're not going to be confused. Unto you, therefore, which believed, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient. Unto them that be disobedient, the stone that the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. The church crucified our Lord and Savior. They disallowed him, but he was made the cornerstone by God. It is the, it is the foundational stone of our belief. It is the door, the only door to get to heaven is Christ. It is the door that brings life to you and I in the midst of a world that is full of iniquity. But we have life. We have God on the inside of us. Verse 8, a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. You see, they are not believers, and they stumble at the word. How many of you have have went to to other people and said, "Look, it's it's so plain to me that we should." We should wear a tallit when we pray. We should have blue on our tistis. We should, we should keep Sabbath. We should tithe. How many of you understand it's so plain to you that we need to have Yeshua as our Lord and Savior? But there are those that it's a stumbling block. Well, I don't see the purpose in it. I don't understand. Well, what if it's, what if it's not real? What if it is? What if it is? Verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And that light is not little. That light is huge. That light shines through and exposes the sin of the world. That light is the power of God that brought Yeshua back from the dead. That light will bring you out of darkness. Yeshakadamaha. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Yes, Shekoho. 
Let's start in verse 14. We're going to read 14 and 15. No marvel, for Satan himself is transformed as an angel of light. This is where it gets to be dangerous. Seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, Satan himself can transform as an angel of light. How are you going to know whether what you are believing is Satan transformed as an angel of light or whether it's the true God? How are you going to know? By the anointing. By the anointing. You see, in, in Mark... Mark chapter 16. See if I can find that real fast here. Mark chapter 16. I'm looking for it. Verse. Chapter 16. Look in verse. Verse 16, Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not will be damned. Yeshua is talking here. And these signs will follow them that believe. Are you a believer? Say, I believe. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. How can you know if what you believe is God? Those signs will follow those who believe. And how's that going to come? Through the anointing. That's how that's going to come. No marvel, back in 2 Corinthians 11, no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. There he is talking about it. What are the works? Of these people who are saying, oh, we can stand and still serve God. Is there any anointing? Are there any signs that confirm what they say? Yeshua is alive. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. Verse 18 through 26. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists. Wherefore, we know that it is the last time. They went out from among us, but they were not of us. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us. What is John saying here? I remember there was there's a scripture where Yeshua had 
had been ministering, and some of them got upset. How many of you ever got upset with the preacher and decided, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be part of that anymore. Well, they got upset, and about 70 of them left Yeshua. And he looked at the disciples, the 12 that he had chosen, and he said, are you going to leave too? And one of them, probably Peter, said, well, there's no place else to go. There's no place else to go. I remember when when Prophet Deckard's ministry, several people had, had, had left the ministry. They weren't happy about how things were going. And somebody came to me and said, said, you know, I'm going to leave, but I don't know where to go. And I said, well, then why are you leaving? They said, well, are you staying? I said, yes, I'm staying. There's nowhere else to go. You see, the anointing was in this ministry. And I had witnessed the anointing. I had been out there in the denominational church where we was praying, God, if it be thy will, we didn't even know God's will. If it be thy will, God, heal Aunt Susie. We didn't know. And then I came to this ministry and I saw, I saw people get healed. I saw myself get healed. I saw the anointing working. There was no place else to go. And John here is saying, they went out from us because they were not of us. Verse 20, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. What is that unction? That's that witness that happens. When you experience the anointing, whether it's through the word being preached whether it's through being in a meeting with an anointed pastor, whether it's, whether it's you praying in your own prayer closet and reading the word, and you get that unction, that knowing that you know, I have not written to you because you know not the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Why? Because they're one and the same. Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. That that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you. You shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us. Eternal life. These things I've written unto you concerning them that seduce you. John was warning them. He was saying, look. There are going to be people that are going to try to convince you that no, you should go back to the traditions of men. You should, you should go back to the religion you was in before. You should deny the son because he died on the cross. Remember, they.
they were telling the lie that, that no, the disciples stole his body. But he had appeared. He had appeared to the two as they walked to Emmaus. He had appeared to the disciples when Thomas wasn't there. And then he appeared again when Thomas was there. And he, and he said, put your finger in my, in my hand. Put your hand in my side. And, and they still was like, oh, we think it's a spirit. And he said, give me something to eat. And he ate fish to prove that he was there in bodily form. He was alive. And they were witnesses of it. John's saying, don't be seduced. Don't forget what we have shared with you. It really happened. It really happened. And he can be alive inside of you. 1 John chapter 4. John goes on. Chapter 4. 1 John 4 verse 1 through 5. Beloved, believe not every spirit. What? Why? Because there are seducing spirits. That's why. Because the devil can come as an angel of light. He can look like it's right. He said, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God. Do they line up with the word of God? Prophet Deckard would always say, don't believe me because I'm preaching this. You open up your Bible, you read the Word, and you see if it lines up with the Word. Now, I remember when he first started teaching about keeping Sabbath, about two-thirds of the congregation was out of there. We're not going to do that. He's, that's, that's just taking us back to the law. That's, that's bondage. We've been redeemed from the law. But when you listen and you look at the scripture, there it was that we were to keep Sabbath from generation to generation. How long? Until Yeshua came and died on the cross? Until the disciples died? No, from generation to generation forever we were to keep it. It was right there in Torah. Even Yeshua kept Shabbat. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby we know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Yeshua Christ has come in the flesh is of God. If they don't believe that Yeshua came in the flesh, it's not of God. And every spirit that confess not that Yeshua has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Therefore, you have heard that it should come. And even now is already in the world. Ye are God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Ye are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. 
And he that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. They won't listen to you if they're not of God. They won't hear you. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. I want to tell you we live in dangerous, perilous times. We live in a time where we are already seeing the building of the one world church. And it is based on the doctrine of devils. It is based on the fact that all religions are of God. But there is only one. And that is Yeshua that died on the cross, that rose again and is alive forevermore. And he can live in your heart, and he lives in my heart, and he can be Lord of your life, and he can make a difference in you. You are going to have to learn to not believe every spirit. They are going to... The Bible says that they are going to come and they are going to try to reason with you. They're going to try to make it sound good. And in your mind, it'll look good. It'll be the wisdom of men, but not of God. God said it's foolish. It sounds like foolishness. Preaching sounds like foolishness. What do you mean you believe that Yeshua was rose from the dead? But I know, I know, I believe. Second John chapter 1. Second John chapter 1, verse 7 through 11. For many deceivers are entered into the world. Why? Because Satan comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. So many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. See, they're not going to deny Christ. They're going to deny that he came in the flesh. You see, I remember years ago, there, there was a, a, a professor at a seminary, and he, and he was saying, you know what? Buddha was Christ. I'm like, what? Buddha wasn't Christ. Buddha died. He said all the religions that people live, they, it's all Christ. They just name it a different name. Don't be deceived. It's the Antichrist. Yeshua is the only one who died on the cross and rose again alive in bodily form. And he ascended up to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for you and for me. Verse 8, Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. 
If there come any unto you and bring not this doctor, receive him not unto your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker in his evil deeds. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to start in verse 12 through 26. Now if Christ be preached that he arose from the dead, how say some of you that there is no resurrection from the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. And yea, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead raise not. And if the dead raise not, then is not Christ raised. If Christ is not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. Then they also that are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If Yeshua did not raise from the dead, then our sins are not forgiven. 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are most men all all in miserable. Excuse me. We are of all men most miserable. And now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Now, what does first fruit mean? You see, I have an apple tree. And that apple tree begins to ripen up in the fall. But there are a few apples that drop early. They're the first fruits. There's not a whole lot. And then eventually all the apples are ripe. Yeshua was the first fruit of them that slept. Why? Because we, when we die, when, when it says sleep, it means dead. When we die, we will be raised up. Again, just as he was. Verse 21. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. And as Adam all died, so even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruit, after they that are Christ at his coming. We will be raised up at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power. Yeshua is going to look at this world and say, look, the politicians will be put down. The kingdoms, the powers, they will all be put down. And he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. 
the resurrection of Christ. It is so important. It was so important that he was resurrected that the the church of that day tried to hide it. They bribed the 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 men that had been set at watch and said, "Look, tell tell everybody that his body was stolen." But they could not stop the power of God. And Yeshua rose from the dead. He appeared to the disciples and he told them, "Go and preach." my resurrection to all the world. Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto his death. The power of his resurrection. The power of God. The anointing that God gives is that same power that resurrected Yeshua from the dead. One time prophet asked was was the was asked by by God. He said, Which is which is which takes more power? Raising somebody from the dead or healing somebody of a cold? The prophet's like, oh, obviously, raising somebody from the dead. And he said, no. Same power. Same power. And he said, you know much how much power it is? That much power. The breath of God. His light. That we may know him and the power of his resurrection. Power of his resurrection. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. For Christ sent me not to be baptized, but to preach, or excuse me, not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom in words, not with 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 theological study, lest the cross of Christ should be made none effect, but for, for the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness, but unto us that are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? We here in the world, we're still trying to decide how God created all this. Our scientist has decided, oh, God didn't create it. It was a big bang. I don't know about you, but when I watch the fireworks and 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 you have this this tube full of of 
dynamite or whatever is in it to make it go off and all the, the chemicals that make the different colors. And you light that and it creates a big bang. And it explodes. And all that's left are little particles of ash and little bitty pieces of the container that it was originally in. So our world was created by a bang. It's foolishness of men. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. They don't know God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God is the one who set up the fivefold ministry. It was Him. It was His idea. The Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them that are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. God in his wisdom. Set this all up from the foundation. And he sent his son to die on the cross. To overcome death. And he arose again after the third day. And he is alive. He in bodily form was here walking on earth. And he appeared for those, for those 40 days. He appeared, and then he ascended up to the Father. And he said, just as I have ascended in bodily form, I will descend again. And we look for that day. But don't allow the seducing spirits. Don't allow the doctrines of devils. Don't allow to be turned over to a reprobate mind to believe a lie. Make sure what you believe lines up with Torah. Make sure what you believe, that you can feel the anointing, that you can see the signs following. That's how you're going to know. Let's pray. Yay! Father, I come to you. I lift up those who are listening. I lift up those who would want to repent for their sins. That want you to become Lord of their lives. Yay! Oh, Yashika. Oh, Shika. 
If you want to make Yeshua the Lord of your life, repeat after me. Father, I repent for my sins. I repent, Father, and I believe that your son died on the cross and the third day he rose from the dead and he sits at the right hand of you, Father making intercession for me. Father, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you, Father, that you will not bring them up, that you will wash me white as snow, Father, and I will serve you for the rest of the days of my life. In Yeshua's precious name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you you send us an email at cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll send you Prophet Deckard's book, Destined for Eternity. Prophet Mark, I return it back over to you. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Donna Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor. Find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. Uh, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.